Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Newcomers to the Valley, Stephen Richer and his wife, Lindsay, noticed a ton of photo shoots taking place in downtown Phoenix. He saw women walking in downtown Phoenix accompanied by professional photographers. After living in other cities like Chicago, New Orleans, and Portland, to him, this was new. That led him to submit this question to our team. Why are there so many fashion photo shoots in downtown Phoenix? The answer to that question has to do with Phoenix's influencer culture. Today, we're diving headfirst into that phenomenon. We'll look at why it's centered in downtown Phoenix and how large it's become. To learn more about this community and what leads them to have photo shoots downtown, producer Maritza Dominguez partnered with The Republic's entertainment reporter, Kimi Robinson. Kimi has extensively reported on the influencer community since joining The Republic last October. Ladies, let's dive in. One woman you might see in downtown Phoenix with a photographer trailing behind is Paloma Guerrero, better known as Glitter Glucose on Instagram. Her Instagram feed is filled with photographs of herself smiling and showing off a handbag or a flowy dress. Under the photo, she'll write a moving personal anecdote. She began her social media presence four years ago as a way to connect with people at a time when she felt alone. And it just kind of happened by accident. I have type 1 diabetes and I was looking for a community and wanted to connect with others. And I created this persona, you know, glitter glucose. And unexpectedly, I just started growing. And I thought, what can I make out of this? Initially, she spoke mainly about her experiences living with diabetes. But as her platform grew, opportunities have come her way, leading to these photo shoots. But more on how that happened later. I asked her how she planned these photo shoots. I create a Pinterest board and kind of my ideas for what I want this photo to look like. Then I have to get all my outfits and props together. She then calls up her favorite local photographer. The photographer reviews the Pinterest board so they are on the same page. She'll shoot up to eight different outfits. If she shoots from home, it's rather easy. When they go downtown, it gets a bit trickier for them. If I'm shooting, you know, in downtown Phoenix, I have to change in my car or we have to find a public bathroom or you should see my car after a photo shoot. It's just an explosion. When she's looking for a more serious tone or edgier vibe for her pictures, she looks to downtown Phoenix. And she's not alone. A 2020 influencer report from Pretty Little Thing showed that Phoenix ranked fifth in the nation for people who consider themselves an influencer. The study examined how many people Googled how to become an influencer during the past 10 years. It showed that 10.7% of people in Arizona consider themselves influencers. And those who are active in this community tend to take photos in similar places. Sometimes it's in front of Cacti, or in Old Town Scottsdale, or in Paloma's place in downtown Phoenix. Actually, the Arizona Center, which is not that 
popping these days, you know, it's a great place for photos because there's not a lot of people there, but there's a lot of industrial type and a lot of different colored walls there too. You might also run into Demi Bang downtown. She usually shoots solo. She'll use her iPhone or prop up her camera on a tripod. Downtown Phoenix is such a great area to take photos just because there's so much, like it's everything packed into kind of like a small area. Demi is a recent graduate from Arizona State University. She started her online career at only 12 years old when she would use her mom's makeup to create YouTube tutorials. Then in 2011, she moved from YouTube to Instagram. From there, she created a blog where she could get away with posting more pictures. So I decided to make a blog. Essentially, it was kind of like a photo dump. I wasn't really getting any views. It was probably like 10 views, which are probably from my mom. But (laughs) That was her experience in the beginning, but she kept at it, growing her blog's traffic. Now it's large enough that brands started reaching out to be featured on her blog. She plans her photo shoots by organizing it all in a Word document. What she'll wear, how she styles her hair, and how she plans to pose in her pictures. So usually it depends on what the brand wants, you know, if they, um, if they're looking for more like street style or they're looking more for like home. Demi said she plans her photo shoots around what the brand wants. This is the second reason why social media influencers take photos downtown. As these influencers have gained popularity, businesses have realized the value of an influencer in promoting a product. That means there are more influencers yielding greater monetary power and conducting more photo shoots. As effortless and simple as an Instagram post may look online, for Paloma, that's not always the case. The final product that you guys see looks so easy and so simple, but there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes. Before getting to a photo shoot location, Paloma and Demi start by creating a relationship with companies. It can happen in two ways. A company can reach out to them, or they can pitch the company asking for work. Here's how Demi described some of her experiences. There's a lot because sometimes, you know, you have the brand reaching out directly from themselves or they'll like outsource to kind of a PR agency or an influencer agency that'll reach out to you on behalf of that. When she reached out, she'd also pitch to companies in hopes of working with them. Demi originally planned to study math at ASU, but decided to change to communication studies. She saw how successful she could be on her blog and Instagram account. Well, my blog means a lot to me, like my whole social media, just because it, you know, has definitely introduced me to a lot of things that I don't think I would have um, if I didn't have my blog. I, throughout college, I had five internships, um, and in all honesty, I don't think I would have gone those internships if it weren't for my blog. She uses her blog like a public diary. At the same time, she tracks the analytics of her blog. She learned how to market herself. Paloma went to school for business with an emphasis on fashion. She worked a few years in the industry. That is, until she saw that she could create a sustainable income through her social media platforms. Now, it's her full-time job. And I have a degree in business, and 
I am using that degree <laughs> to its full potential. I am the CEO of my business. I do the finance, I do the analytics, I do the content creation, I do the direction. So um, yeah, my business degree has definitely not gone to waste. <laughs> To understand why companies partner with online personalities, I spoke with Mariah Wellman. She's a PhD student at the University of Utah. Her main focus of research is in social media, micro-celebrity, and health communication. I asked her why brands are using this form of marketing. They're incredibly high in value, right? Like they come with a lot of value. And most of that is this already intimate relationship that exists between influencer and follower that we see doesn't exist nearly as much with traditional celebrities or advertisements on television or in a newspaper or on the radio or in a podcast. That's the key for many influencers we see online. They have garnered trust from their followers. They've created a strong bond with their online community. Prior to the coronavirus pandemic, Paloma used to meet her followers in person at events. They would walk up to me and I'd be like, oh my gosh, um, how's your daughter? Like, I, I remember you said this or, oh, remember we talked about 90 Day Fiance? And they're always so surprised that I know about them. <laughs> but I just think that that makes my platform special because I'm not huge, but I'm huge in my niche which makes all the difference. Demi always makes sure to keep an open dialogue with her fans online. She likes to respond to her fans' messages and comments. Because, you know, I think it's kind of rude if, you know, people are taking their time out of their day to send me a message or commenting, and the least I can do is give them the same respect back. This all helps the follower feel more connected to the person they see online, they're not just a random person who's posting pictures that you just scroll through. Now they're almost like a friend, one you may not have met anyway. This helps when brands reach out to partner with the influencers. They take into account the engagement on their social media. But influencers are doing more when they create packets to send to brands to show them that they have that engagement, and it's more on a quality level. Right. So are they getting engagement as far as comments and not just likes? How many DMs are they answering in previous campaigns? What was the return on investment? Paloma might work with a brand for one post. Other times she commits to working with them for a full year. Before signing a contract, she has to factor in how much her work is valued. One of her big partnerships is with Truvia, a sugar substitute brand. Every other month, she creates a recipe using their product. I factor into the price. I have to buy the products for the recipe. I mean, they supply the Truvia, but I have to, for example, I have something coming up with them. It's an apple cider. I have to buy the apples. I have to buy, you know, the cinnamon sticks. I bought a basket for a prop. And so I factor that into how much effort and extra things am I going to have to buy for this? And then I think about what are they going to get for their book? Is my is this something my audience is really going to enjoy? Is this something that speaks to my entire audience? 
Mariah mentioned that it can be risky for companies to use influencers as a marketing strategy. That's because it's not always guaranteed that it will be successful, but it could also be appealing for consumers to see ads from their favorite Instagrammers. Um, and for followers, it's not necessarily a bad thing either, right? It's not bad. It's the reason why when we buy a product, we look at the reviews online, right? But instead of written, we're seeing an actual person's face. And to us, that makes us feel like they're being more honest in some way. Mariah said, ideally, the influencer would be giving their honest opinion about the products, creating a sense of authenticity and credibility. A follower has to decide on their own to trust an influencer, although there are some parameters being put on the profession. In 2015, the Federal Trade Commission began regulating sponsored posts. We know that we have to disclose when they produce a sponsored post, but we don't have to disclose, or influencers rather, don't have to disclose anything about their personal experience, their education, their qualifications like other areas or other experts do. Demi and Paloma are just two women in the massive world of social media influencers, but their posts may still be influencing how people choose to spend their money. It may be Truvia, like what Paloma posts on her page, or supporting a local coffee shop, as seen on Demi's account. But it's not just about making money for them. Demi has used her experience through her blog and Instagram account to land her current job. She's now a marketing coordinator at a consulting firm. I love pitching to companies and I love kind of building relationships with people. And so I think, uh, you know, now that I've graduated, I feel like going into uh, public relations is more up my alley. Um, I think that's definitely something I want to do. So um, that's kind of my career goal. Paloma mentioned multiple times that she wants other people to feel connected with her health journey and to show people they're not alone. And I have a lot of um, little ones who their parents follow me and their parents, especially the little girls, their parents are showing them like, look at this girl in her like pretty outfit. And she has like the same device on her body as you or she she also deals with this and, you know, just these little connections that I make with people, but definitely the little girls out there who follow me are my favorite part of uh, putting myself online. But Paloma reminded us it's not as easy as it looks. I never stop thinking about my job. I am thinking about it constantly, thinking about new ideas, thinking about oh, I need to follow up with this brand or that brand, sign this contract, send this invoice. It's a lot of work and work that I love and enjoy, but it is work. Hey listeners, it's me, Kayla again. Thank you, Kimi, for partnering with us on this episode and opening up this world of social media influencers. Kimi, why is the social media influencer world important to cover? As Paloma said, there's a lot more that goes into a pretty picture on Instagram that you might think. There are contracts, negotiations, and hours-long photo shoots. Mariah also told us about how these pictures have the power to change consumers' habits. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. That shows that social media influencers can have a lot of impact. 
And most of us, we just see it as a way to waste time by scrolling on our social media feeds. Kimi, where can listeners follow you on Twitter if they want to keep up with your reporting? I'm on Twitter at Kimi Robin. That's K-I-M-I-R-O-B-I-N. I'm also on Instagram at Reporter Kimi. That's one word. Feel free to let me know if you have a favorite influencer who lives in the Phoenix area that I should be following. Thanks to producer Marita Dominguez for writing and editing today's episode. If you have more questions about how Metro Phoenix is changing, submit them to us at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you're a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. You can do that by visiting subscribe.azcentral.com. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.